This is The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. You're in the sports tank with Jeremy Green. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. This hour of the program, as always, brought to you by Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings, man. We have a lot to talk about today. Well, well, well. Look what happened. Yeah, Michigan is uh, is not going to play this week against Ohio State. And, uh, yeah, everybody that uh, gave us flack for even talking about that. I have cleared my whole desk just to make sure I have an unadulterated. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, so that means, you know. There shan't be a Michigan-Ohio State game. And who's surprised? Yep, 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 yep. Michigan-Ohio State, the game, not going to go off this weekend. And now the mad scramble begins. How can we change the rules to benefit Ohio State? We've got James Harden stuff to talk about in the program. We're going to talk about coaching changes in the NFL. Coaching candidates will give you the list of uh, of of all the guys that are at the that are going to get interviews in all of the process of trying to find uh, new coaches in the NFL. We yes, Jalen Hurts is apparently now the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll get into all of it in the program here, but number one is Ohio State will not play Michigan this week. That means they have five games, five wins, not enough to qualify for the Big Ten Championship until they meet tomorrow. And then the Big Ten, you know, the Big Ten shot callers are going to get together tomorrow. If Kevin Warren changes this, he should step down immediately. <laughs> it's going to change. There's no way around it. I, I, You know what? I have railed on the NCAA. Yep. Railed on them. They have a chance to make this right. They have a chance to make this right. Okay, how it's so? It's just a question of if they do it. How so? If you change this rule this late in the season, we don't let them in. Period. You said they were ineligible. They're ineligible. Done. This is not a moving target. You don't get to do this to benefit you. You screwed up. You made your bed. You lay in it. Well, the problem is the NCAA doesn't control this. The college football playoff is decided outside of the the umbrella. I understand that. I'm talking about the whole leadership of this whole extravaganza. Oh, I got you. Okay. You change your rules with a week before this game's supposed to happen, we don't care what happens. I, think, so. I think the committee wants them in. I don't. I don't. And I'll be honest with you, I never thought anything could make me pull for Florida. I, I thought that was like unheard of. Right. They found a way. The Big Ten has found a way to be more hated by me than the University of Florida as a 30-year Florida State fan. That's crazy. I now hate the Big Ten more than I have ever hated Florida or Miami. Might hate them more than I've ever hated the two yeah. of them multiplied by yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I, I, I do. I think the committee wants them in. They oh, see I, I, a perfect and picture. And I shouldn't have said that the way I said it. I'm sure the committee does want them in. 
I'm sure they do. But this is a farce. Yes. Now, if you're oh, if all year long, you had to play six games. We've gone down this whole path, and now little Ohio State can't play, and now we got to change the rules to get them in. No, no, that is not how this works. You did this to you. Kevin Warren, you're the only commissioner in major college football, no, the Pac-12 doesn't count, that couldn't figure this out. Now you get to live with it. You get to live with the fact that none of your teams are going, and they shouldn't. The news comes after yesterday. Uh, I gave you the news here on this very program that Michigan had been okay to start practices. And then today we get the notification that they're not going to play this weekend. <coughs> Can't. Sick. <laughs> just can't make it happen. I just all the crap that that Kirk Herbstreit got and I got oh, and yeah. all these people that said, "I'm telling you right now, this is not happening." Yep. The only thing that I hate that didn't happen is that Jim Harbaugh didn't announce this himself with his arms raised above his head, saying, "Are you not entertained?" <laughs> that was never going to happen. I wanted it to happen so bad. Right. That was never going to happen. But uh, n- n- nevertheless. The end result is the same. Michigan cancels the the game this week, and Ohio State is left with only five wins. If you let them in, you're a joke forever. They're, they're gonna you're a running putt. I don't care what you're going to do. Uh-huh. I'm talking about you have not made this decision yet. You're a laughing stock if you let them in. Period. I'm telling you, this will have long-standing ramifications. What can the Big Ten do? We told you you have to play six games. You didn't. You're out. Sorry about your luck. Coming from the coming from the standpoint of the of the conference, though, uh, I would I would much rather change the rule no, and get I, I Ohio State in. I disagree with you. Rather than let uh, Indiana have the shot. Okay, they have no shot. Indiana has no shot. Indiana would be I, the team in the in the Big I'm Ten championship. I'm not disputing game. that. They have no shot at the playoff. No, they don't. None. At this point, if you send Ohio State, let me walk you down the path of how this goes. All right, so you've had to change your rules, moving target this, just to get a team into your playoff, just to get a team into your title game. Because you're so laughably, pathetically run that now with a week to go before the game happens, the only team you have that's not complete sewer water is ineligible. So now... You have to change the rule. And, oh, we got to get Ohio State in. Ohio State has to be in. If they're not in, then why do we even play the game? Well, we've been asking that for a while. Because your conference is complete dumpster juice, and this is what you get. Yep. And for somebody like me that has railed on Kevin Warren and railed on the Big Ten and thoroughly enjoyed this whole process, you deserve it. I've never seen something in my life that was more instant karma. Because now, here's the thing. All right, if you change it, Kevin Warren has to come out and go, I was wrong. Yeah. How do you keep your job after this? There's only two things that can happen here. Ohio State doesn't go. Ohio State does go, and Kevin Warren immediately steps down. (laughs) That's it. I don't think so. Uh, I do, because you're a joke. I mean, at this point, you are are the New York Jets of Power 5 conference commissioners. Right. You are a joke. Look, going into this thing, I was the one that said, I think Kevin Warren, if they even played this season, (laughs) had to step down, and you told me I was crazy. Now they're going to change the rules no matter what they can to 
to to get Ohio State. Now, here's the thing. In the beginning, I at least respected Kevin Warren. I at least respected the fact he had an opinion. I didn't like the way he went about it. He thought he was the smartest guy in the room, and he knew better than everybody else, but I at least respected that he had an opinion and he stuck to it. The only thing you have left is that you have stuck kind of to your guns. Yeah. Now, you, basically, you're irrelevant. If you undo this, you are completely irrelevant. Maybe in your mind. It's, it's not in my but mind. They're not you irrelevant. tell me how he's not a joke. If you if you go, oh sorry, oh so sorry, everybody met and they basically looked at me and said I was a moron and that I led us right down the path to hell right. and now we're here and I, I gotta undo what I did. Uh-huh. You're a joke. Yep. That's the only solution there. And you say baby to me, that's to everybody. At this point, you tell me the John Swaffords and and uh the um Oh, the one at the SEC. Bob Bowlesby? No, Bob Bowlesby's in Big 12. Yeah. He's the one you can't think of. No, yeah, and, then, and now i got the other one that's <laughs> blanked out Greg of my Greg Sankey. Greg Sankey, that's it. They all sit at a table. You tell me right now they don't make Kevin Warren sit in a little kid chair. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, you just sit over there and keep your mouth shut. Agreed. We'll tell you when we want you to speak. Agreed. Because you are irrelevant. Look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm also, as we talk about this, going back in my mind trying to think of the conversations that we were having before the Big Ten, remember when the Big Ten was still on the fence mm-hmm. of we could come back, we may just cancel it all, whatever. Um, and then they decided, okay, we're you know we're getting to the process, we're gonna come back. Here's what the season could look like. We're gonna have these six games or whatever. And you were the one telling me that. Do you honestly think? that an Ohio State team with five wins is going to continue to be ranked at the top of the country with all these other teams that have ten wins and nine wins and eight wins. And I said, yes, and you told me I was crazy. I stand by what I said. Uh, uh, And I will commend you for standing by what you said, but you were wrong about that, that the voters did keep Ohio State at the top of the country. For now. They're going to keep them at the top of the country. For now. What, what, what's going to change? What's going to change? Florida's even halfway competitive with Alabama. They've played five games. All right, let's let's just for just for kicks and giggles. Okay, let's say they change the rule. Yep, and they let them play, and you beat Northwestern. Uh huh. I still don't let you in. I don't. I don't think your resume is not nearly as impressive as Texas A and M's. All right, let's say Florida gets boat raced by Alabama, which they probably will. I'd rather see Texas A&M than Ohio State. Right. Because I'll be honest with you, you know what this does it for me? If I'm Cincinnati or either of the two teams I just said, or I mean, even all the way down to Coastal Carolina, why would we play anybody ever? Mm-hmm. Why? Why would we do it? Why would we take the money to get, like, all right, the, the, just think of any big non-conference game that got that, that was canceled. Right, Ohio State, Oregon. Why would I ever play that? Mm-hmm. Because you've now proven to me that Ohio State, Alabama, North or uh, Clemson, and Notre Dame—they don't have to beat anybody. True, they have to beat no one, right. and you'll let them in. Right. Ohio State's best win will be Indiana. Right, and that but that's the problem with the with the history argument. Well, the history argument's stupid. 
But it is what it USC is. USC has more history than any of these teams, and they're god-awful, and they're probably going to go undefeated, mm-hmm. and they're still not even going to be close. That's the problem I have with this. You're speaking out of both sides of your mouth the, with the history, and I'm not right. talking about you specifically. Right, right. I'm talking about anybody that makes this argument. Right. You're talking out of both sides of your mouth. It can't be good for one and not for the other. That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So we kill the Pac-10 because there's no teams in the Pac-10. Guess what? There's no teams in the Big Ten either. <laughs> right. The whole conference is horrid. But there was not that expectation at the beginning of the year that they would be good. So I I would say that if USC were in the top five to start out the preseason, they probably would be there right now. And, and this is the reason we shouldn't have a big preseason poll. Yeah, I agree. 100% confirmation agree. why we should never have this. I agree with you. But I think if if USC had been in the top five at the beginning of the year and everybody thought that they were one of the most talented teams in the country, they would be in the top five right now. And that's exactly why Ohio State's there. Because Ohio State is there. They do have a win over Indiana, which is you know another top ten team. So they got a one top ten win. They're Ohio State. We think they're one of the most talented teams in the country. There's no way that we can put anybody else below them because we originally thought, hell, there were people that had them at number one preseason. Mm-hmm. And they've proven absolutely nothing. Agreed. Nothing. I mean, they did beat Indiana. And so Indiana's, uh, Indiana's Who's the a best team Indiana's team. beaten? Uh, you want to go down this path? We can do this. Right. Because they've beaten absolutely no one. Oh, their wins are against Wisconsin, who I've told you for a month is nowhere near as good as you think they are. Right. Maryland, who's terrible. Michigan State, who's terrible. Michigan, who's somehow worse. Rutgers and Penn State. Uh-huh. That's your schedule. That's a max schedule. That's how bad that is. That is how pathetically mm-hmm. awful that is. Yep. And that's that's your claim to fame. Oh, we beat them and we beat Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Woo. Whoop de doo. But if there's no one to knock them off that perch, every, see that's what I'm saying. I think there gonna... is. I think there's a team, and and in all honesty, you have every opportunity if you're the committee, mm-hmm. because you're the you're the the gatekeepers here. You're the ones that put people in. It doesn't matter what I think. Right. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. This is your call, and you have the ability to set this right for many years to come, or. You have the ability to mess the sport up for a decade. If you put Ohio State in, if you put Ohio State in when they've beaten nobody, I'm not playing anybody ever. If I'm Cincinnati, I play no one non-conference. Then you'll never get in. I'm not getting in now! (laughs) Texas A&M's resume is exponentially better than Ohio State's. It's not even debatable. Uh Uh-huh. Florida is the same way. I think Cincinnati's is markedly better. Mm-hmm. But we'll put them in because they're Ohio State. Right. Then why will I ever give you a game that I could even possibly lose? Enjoy it. Because from here on out, I'm going to play Western Carolina and UT San Antonio and all these FCS schools or low-level FBS schools, and that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing I can do to impress you. They played nothing and got in. Cool. That's what we're going to do forever. Yeah. Then why do I care? And you're forever going to be stuck in that nowhere. Yeah. Nowhere's. Then why do I care? I mean, in all honesty, why would I watch any other game as a fan? Why do I care about what Coastal Carolina's doing? Right. 
ESPN, all of our, the, the, the company we work for, they're all asking you to consume this unbelievable amount of content. Right. And then the championship committee looks at you and goes, we don't care. We want you to care. We want you to watch it. We want you to do all the things. And we don't care. Because Ohio State can play five games being some just farce of a conference title game. And because they won that against a team that nobody thinks is any good, we're going to let them in. What a great oh. time to be alive. Oh, the sports writers believe they're good. Because they, they all went to school went there. there. Right, exactly. They all went to school there. If they didn't go to Northwestern, they went to Syracuse. <laughs> it's ju- it's a joke. I mean, this is a joke. Yeah, yeah. But they're going to do it. They The the Big Ten shot callers will get together tomorrow. They're having a meeting, and they're going to figure out a way. Now, my my thing is, I want to know how it's worded. How is it going to be worded? Is it going to go, we've come off of the six-game requirement because of the virus and all of this. We're going to allow exceptions to the rule. Or are they just going to write in the rules uh, if you have six wins or if you're Ohio State? Because that's really what no, they should it, do. It's going to be so, they're going to hide behind, well, because of the virus. And, it's, blah, 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 blah. Right. and people like me are going to go, oh, wait. Uh, why did that not affect the ACC, SEC, or Big 12, but it completely threw you into pandelirium? Right. They all somehow managed to go through a whole schedule. You didn't. Mm-hmm. Why are you being rewarded from that? I'll be honest with you. I, if I'm the ADs of these other schools, I swear to you, I would be screaming from the rooftops. If you let Ohio State in, you watch how I'm going to respond. Because I will respond in kind. Because you've proven who we play absolutely does not matter in the least. We can play roast beef tech and West Virginia State College, and it does not matter. If you're one of the blue blood programs, you're going to get that concession. And if you're not, it doesn't matter. Right. Which is why guys like Luke Fickle are going to take the job at Michigan as opposed to saying at Cincinnati, which, mm-hmm. by the way, is not good for the sport. It's always been that way, though. You're always, uh, the, the teams at the top are always going to get the nod. And history's always going to win out. Ohio State's up there because, that's, because they're Ohio State. The, the rules will be bent to accommodate Ohio State. It yeah. wouldn't happen for anybody else. If this had been Indiana... And Indiana is a top 10 team. They only got to five wins, and they said, oh, well, you're not going to get to six. They would not change the rules for Indiana. There's a rumor. I haven't substantiated it yet, but I'm going to tell it after the commercial break. It may be dumber than I even thought it was. You're in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. This is G. Duggeroff, voice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the sports tank. Fire them cannons. By golly, put more powder in those things. 
I'm Tank Spencer. He's Jeremy Green. At Sports Tank ESPN on Twitter. At Jay Green ESPN on the Twitter machine. It is ESPN Asheville here in the Ingalls studios. All right, so what is the dumb idea that is now being floated out there? This is being floated all around Twitter by all kinds of blue check marks. Okay. Purdue just canceled practice for today due to a COVID-19 outbreak. Okay. Who do they play this weekend? Mm. Indiana. Oh. Now there's a push for Indiana and Ohio State to reschedule and play each other again. Yep. Yep. Here's the thing. Here we go. Here's the thing. Why would I do that if I'm Indiana? If I'm Indiana, and this is the thing that nobody's going to think about. Oh, they're going to do this just because it's Ohio State. Right. Here's the thing. If I'm Indiana and you come to me and say, we want to change this rule that we made that's going to completely just 100% run afoul of you. Indiana's number eight in the country. Right. And they're probably going to be eight in the in the playoff ranking tonight. And you want Indiana, who has gotten their games in, done what they were supposed to do, wore their mask, did all the things, but you're not Ohio State, so we want you to bend so we can do this. I'd take that game in a heartbeat. I can't tell you on these airwaves how I would respond to that. Uh, because I would get fired immediately. I would take that game in a it heartbeat. Would, you're, and, you're, and you're out of your mind. Don't care. Because you're going to lose, and then you're not going to be in a New Year's Six Bowl. There's no benefit to Indiana. None. We did it right. You didn't. You couldn't get your games in. You can go kick rocks. That would be my response. Mm. Why could we do it, and you couldn't? I and now you want us to do you a favor? <laughs> Are you out of your mind? I think I want to take my shot. I don't. I want to take my shot. I don't. I've played my games. I've played my games. Mm -hmm. You boo boo, not me. This is the first game we've had canceled, and it's not because of us. Let's go out and legitimately earn it, though. We weren't going to get a spot in the title game anyway. So Uh, if if they don't let there and beat them, if they don't let Ohio State in, yeah, guess who the representative from the East is? It's Indiana. It's Indiana. So so what you're telling me? But that's the thing. It's not going to happen. The Big Ten is going to change the rules some way. You do realize that the whole Board of Regents has to agree on this? Mm-hmm. That's all the ADs from these schools. Mm-hmm. And Indiana will be the lone no vote. I don't think they will. You don't think so? I don't think they will at all. The more I've thought about this, the more I go, no, I don't think they are. Okay. I don't think they are, and I'll tell you why. Because Indiana is your hope here. If you want a, t- if you want a team in this, in this game or, or in the playoff, that you don't really have a right to say anything about because they played the number of games they were supposed to. They're eighth in the country. They'll beat Northwestern. Be your un- There's no yeah, but. There's no asterisk here. They won't make the playoff. I think you're wrong. Beating Northwestern and being the Big Ten champion, I don't think it would be enough. For okay, them. who do they? Who stays in front of them? Um, they would put Ohio State in with five wins ahead of them. No, they wouldn't. Not as a, they would. uh, unless they just completely spit in the face of everything they've ever said. No, they wouldn't. Oh, I think I think they would. That's the, the, you're that's out my of point. your mind. That's my point. Is I think they will five wins. Ohio State, State that was not allowed to play in their title game. Never gets in this playoff ever, <laughs> ever, 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 ever. Never. That's what I'm saying. There will be no way. There will be. You no realize way. that if they win this conference. Because Ohio State could not follow the rules. No, that's not. That, that's what I'm saying is not going to happen. The Big Ten will will change the rule to put Ohio State in that championship game somehow. And you're a laughing stock. That's it. Congratulations. Now you're the Mountain West. Hot. 
and I'll be honest with you, if I'm a recruit or if I, it, it, something I can relate with more, if I'm the parent of a recruit and I'm watching you just make this up as you go along, right? I'm good. I'm going to let my kid go to Florida mm-hmm. or Alabama or LSU or, or one of these SEC schools because it seems like the ACC, SEC, and Big 12 have this figured out. Yeah. And the Big Ten's just running around like a chicken with her head cut off. I, I'm not. I'll I would pass. disagree. I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. But what I do disagree with is that so, do you think here's, there's but, any path that Indiana wins the Big Ten? Because they're not going to allow that to happen. Well, you keep saying that like they won't. You're, you're undervaluing who's going to have to vote on this. You're thinking that like this is for the good of the Big Ten. Of course it is. I got news for you. There's at least six schools that do not care about the good of the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. You think Nebraska is going to vote with this? Really? Right. Nebraska was screaming from the rooftops and basically got threatened with getting bounced out of the conference. You think they're going to look at Kevin Warren and go, yeah, we're here to vote to bail you out. Right. Because you did, uh, you went four months and didn't make one smart decision in four months, and we're going to bail you out. Good luck with that. This would be the way. You this, think Michigan's going to bail out Ohio State? This would be the way that Cincinnati gets in. If they didn't, let, uh, if they don't let Ohio State play for the Big Ten championship, this would be the way Cincinnati gets in. I and I've and I've said that, but here's what I didn't think about when I said that. Okay, they don't let Ohio State play. Indiana does play. Wins convincingly. Mm-hmm. Now they're a Power Five conference champion. I, I understand they didn't let Ohio State in. They didn't let Wisconsin in either because you didn't play enough games. These are your rules. Mm-hmm. These were the rules. Mm-hmm. You agreed to this. Mm-hmm. There's no takesy backsies here. You did this to you. <laughs> it's not like they set this for you. You came up with these asinine rules. I think there are. And now, what, nine days before we're supposed to play this game? Ten days? Yeah. Now you want to go, well, let's just let's take a step back and really assess the situation. No, the time to do that was in August when you thought you were smarter than everybody else. Mm-hmm. No, you're dumber than everybody else, and this is what we were trying to tell you. <laughs> I think there are lots of takesy-backsies going on right now. They're trying to figure out a way to make this happen, and they're going to. They will. They will get enough votes, however however the decision gets to be made, because everyone will realize Ohio State is our only shot. And it's a and you know what would be you know what the greatest outcome of this possible to me is? The greatest outcome. Northwestern beats Ohio State. Well, that might that <laughs> might even be better. No, I like my way better. Okay. Florida beats Alabama. That's oh. the best way. Florida beats Alabama, Clemson beats Notre Dame. We changed every rule to get you in. And we still fight. We still couldn't get him in. The sports tag. Just a bit outside. All right, here's the 411, folks. All right, I'm going to take you back a little bit. Uh, the New York Times reporting on the sexual harassment investigation of the Washington football team. I know it's been a long time since we've heard anything about this, but that investigation. Uh, is still continuing with Beth Wilkinson, the lawyer hired by the... By, was she hired by the NFL or was she hired by the team? I forgot. I One of the, the other. She's doing the, in, the, you know, the third-party investigation into the culture, the, the quote-unquote damn good culture that they had within the Washington football team. Um, there has been a new revelation come to light. Apparently, 
there was a confidential settlement that was paid out by the team in 2009. Now they are getting their hands on all of these documents, and they want them unsealed. And a judge is given the okay to unseal these documents, but the fight's not over yet because Daniel Snyder and his lawyers are fighting so hard not to have any of these uh, any any of the evidence in that case revealed to the public for fear of what that might that might show us. Snyder's attorneys filed an emergency motion on Monday declaring that he intends to assert, quote, privileges and privacy in the matter of the 2009 settlement. We don't know what happened. All that we do know, according to attorneys, is that there was a, uh, that the incident was in the nature of misconduct. Something Daniel Snyder has done. Remember, he's been accused by about 15 women, I believe it is of uh, improper relationships and contacts and all of that, I think this is coming to a head pretty soon. We're probably going to get to see these documents. Everything's going to be redacted. They're going to take out names. They're going to take out titles of those involved, uh, or at least the victims anyway. Um, But Daniel Snyder's attorneys are doing... They're doing somersaults right now and cartwheels and backflips and whatever they can to go out and say, look, we all agreed on this, you know, confidential settlement. And we can't possibly have somebody go back and have the facts of this case come back up because we all agreed it would be confidential. Mm. I don't think you're going to get me on your side on that one. When it's the perpetrators asking for the silence and the confidentiality, I'm not on board with you. And I think this is going to get worse for the Washington football team. Well, and for at least for Daniel Snyder. And hopefully, ultimately, lead us to where we all want this to go, which is Daniel Snyder being kicked out of the boys' club in the NFL. Speaking of things going badly for an NFL team, this was first reported by KOA News Radio in Colorado. Denver Broncos cornerback A.J. Bouye is facing a suspension for violating the league's policy against performance-enhancing drugs. If this sounds familiar, it should, because just last week, Bradley Roby and Will Fuller of the Houston Texans were busted for the same thing. And guess what? Apparently, it's the same person. Apparently, they have all trusted somebody that they shouldn't have, Ah. and apparently they're not the only one. So they all went to the same doctor, basically. That is what is appearing to be. Benjamin Albright, several other people, you know, blue check marks on Twitter are reporting. Mm -hmm. These cases are connected, and there are more people involved. Wow. So apparently, somewhere out there, there's somebody that's selling GNC drugs out of the back of their van. (laughs) And if you're an NFL player, you should probably stop buying them. Or there's a specialist out there that is just giving out things that... Go against the the rules. You got to be careful who you trust, <sighs> and you got. That's the thing that we you have all of these banned substances. You got to know. You got to know what's going in your body and what's not. And it's up to you to to realize this. You can, you know. I I thought the Barry Bonds thing taught us all this. Like, how many years ago was that? Was that fifteen years ago? That we were going through the Barry Bonds thing. He was like, oh, I was given this thing by my doctor, and I didn't know what was in it, and blah, 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 blah. We all came to this conclusion back then, right? 15 years ago. Like, it doesn't matter what you get or where you get it from. It's up to you to make sure that you're following 
all of the rules and that none of the banned substances are included in what you're taking. And still, we're still having this problem. It's baffling to me. What? You're gonna to have to give me a minute I, because I'm gonna <laughs> because I'm gonna say something I shouldn't. Oh, gosh. And <sighs> you're over there keeping secrets. No, we we have a new executive order from uh, uh, my my favorite oh, person. Good lord! Alcohol sales are now suspended at 9 p.m. and we have to be we have a curfew between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. A so curfew? you can, yes, it's so a you statewide can, curfew yep. now. Jeez. All right. Oh, yep. I'm just going to let that go. I'm just giving you the information. You can do with it what you will. All right. Stay up to date on all of the news. Check out our sister station, News Radio 570, WWNC. Apparently, uh, more executive orders coming down from the governor this afternoon in the uh, weekly coronavirus briefing. Wonderful. All right. Uh, Let's talk about things that won't make me angry, like uh, Ohio State. Oh, just a reminder coming up tonight here on ESPN Asheville, we will have Tar Heel basketball for you. Uh, number 16, Tar Heels taking on number three, Iowa, in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. 7.30 tip-off, 6.30 airtime here on ESPN Asheville. Also, just a programming note, anyone who is looking forward to the UNC Asheville East Tennessee State game tonight, supposed to air on 570 WWNC, that game has been called off. They're, well, they're, it's postponed for the moment. They're trying to figure out uh, whether or not they can pick up the game or reschedule the game for some time next week. There apparently were some uh, COVID issues in the ETSU program. So that game, originally scheduled for tonight, has been postponed. But we'll have Tar Heels and the Hawkeyes tonight right here on ESPN Asheville. Uh, the college football playoff committee is expected to, uh, or the, or they are going to be putting out the new rankings tonight. Correct? Yes. So nothing changes, right? <laughs> I mean, you got Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina is going to jump up in the rankings, um, but not by a whole lot, I don't think. I don't know that I agree with you on that. Really? Well, I mean, they were pretty low. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find where they were in the last one. Coastal 18. Carolina was 18 in the last one. Right. They're going to jump up a market amount. I mean, switch spots with BYU. They'll be higher than BYU. They'll go to 13. They'll be higher than BYU. Well, BYU Cause will Because they're certainly going to pass North Carolina, Wisconsin, Oklahoma State, Northwestern, BYU. Mm-hmm. That's where it gets dicey. You get to 12, and you're like, uh, and now what? Well, you got Carolina will go up just because everybody in front of them lost. Yeah. I mean, I guess they go to 12. I mean, Northwestern probably stays where they are. Mm, okay. But I mean, we're, we're looking really deep here, but there is a, mm-hmm. there's a pertinence here. Usually the New Year's Six Bowls are filled by teams that are in that top 12. Mm-hmm. Can they get into the top 12? I think they can. I don't know. Well, here's the thing. If if Indiana doesn't play in their their um, conference championship, yeah, then they'll leap them. Miami's going to lose at some point. 
They still have. Who do they have? Miami's schedule schedule's moved so many times, I can't remember who they play anymore. They play Carolina this week. I could see Carolina winning that game. We got Carolina-Miami this week. If that's the case, then Carolina will probably jump up into the top ten. I could see a path of it happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, but the big thing is that the top, I, I mean, I personally think Texas A&M, this could be the week Florida slides in front of Texas A&M. Texas A&M has just never looked all that impressive to me. Mm-hmm. And this one against Auburn was a heavily bet game. A lot of people were on the same side I was. A lot of eyeballs on that game. Mm-hmm. This would be a convenient time to just go Soop, and put Florida in front of them. I don't see it happening. I can just simply, but I, I think the committee knows they have a problem. And I'm getting more and more to the point of, I don't quite know how you're going to fix this. But see, this is the problem with the but way that they're ranking. Well, the problem is that you can't let Texas A&M get in the playoff under any circumstances. There is no path that Texas A&M should be in this playoff. No. But we're getting more and more down the path and down the rabbit hole of mm-hmm. that could happen. Mm-hmm. You're right. It could. I don't think it's going to. I I don't either. I really don't. I'm kind of at a loss. Because, I mean, the Ohio State thing is a big deal. It's a huge problem. It's a, I mean, and now granted, I'm, I'm hoping... This is you know a once in a lifetime thing. We never have to face the and I get well, of course it. the the thing is that you can't start setting precedents here of well we can just change the rules as we go along. Mm-hmm. I mean you, look you established rules. You can't just oh we're going to reconvene ten days before the game to find a way to get the team in that's best for us. No wait 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 they just made up the rules a few weeks ago. That's fine, you saying that last but you week? played under the rules. I mean, this is the part that you don't seem to be understanding, is that Kevin Warren's going to have to look at Indiana and go, you did it. What I'm going to say might anger some people. I'm not trying to anger you. It's just, this is the way it is. Okay. When we started this, Kevin Warren's all, oh, the health and wellness of our players, and we have to do all these things, and make sure we don't blah, 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 blah. Right. Well, Indiana did that. Indiana hasn't had a game canceled because of themselves yet. Ohio State has. And uh, now you're going to bail them out mm-hmm. because they couldn't follow your protocols. And if you want to go down the rabbit hole of why that is, uh, Google it. I don't want to talk about it. You know, it's out there. What happened, happened. Right. And so you're going to reward the team that couldn't follow that and punish the team that could. Mm-hmm. That's a real bad precedent to set to me. That is a really bad precedent to set. And if I'm Indiana, I would be livid. Mm-hmm. This is the best season we've had in program history. And now you're going to take away a spot that we earned, according to what we played under, we earned this spot. And you're going to take it away because it's better for Ohio State. Okay, then. Well, it's better for the conference. It's, I, don't, I don't agree with that. Indi- fact or fiction, Indiana's going to be eight in the poll tonight. I uh, see no way that doesn't happen. Who's in front of them? Yeah, I mean... You tell me who's in front of them, I'll t- and I'll tell you why you're wrong. I've, I've gone down this for six hours now. Okay. Well, uh, in front of them, before last week, or last week, in front of them, mm-hmm. Georgia, Iowa State, leap, Miami, and Oklahoma. And they'll leap all of those teams for beating Wisconsin, who, for some reason, people still think is good. I don't, but, you know, I, I'm not the rest of the committee. Mm-hmm. You know, they're determined we're going to have four Big Ten teams in this poll every time we do it. So, 
I don't see. I mean, you can't have two loss Georgia in front of them. You just can't do it. Mm-hmm. They, they have one loss, and it was a close loss to Ohio State. Right. Okay. I understand that, you know, you, we did this, and we were doing stuff. It's fun. All the more reason for them to take that game. I don't have to take that game. That's the part of this you don't seem to understand. I don't have to take this game. If the Big Ten says, we want you to play Indiana this week, or we want you to play Ohio State this week. No. I followed okay. your rules. Okay, fine. I did what you told me to do. That's fine. You know what we're going to do? Cheat. You're going to cheat. Yeah, we're going to put Ohio State in the championship game. Right. They're undefeated. You want a shot at being in the uh, in, in the Big Ten championship game with your one loss? You're gonna have to pro, you're gonna have to show us that you can beat Ohio State. It was a seven point game last time. Take your shot or sit out. The Big Ten matchmakers here have all the power, and they're going to bend to whatever. To I, get Ohio I, State in. I, you are undervaluing that there are other people here that just really couldn't give a flip about Ohio State mm-hmm. that are involved in this. Is it enough And I'll be them? honest, I think it's all of them. I don't think I think so. every AD is like, look, you did this. You set these pro- – this is what you told us. <laughs> and now you want us to go, oh, no, it's okay. It's okay, Ohio State. Here's your binky and here's your bottle and we'll tell you you're pretty and you can play in the title game. All right. Because we've got this, a team right this, now. What is, this feels like to me is that parent that you see and their children are just evil, mm-hmm. and they just pitch a fit in a store and they go, "Here, just take it. Yep, you can have it. Yep." Uh, the, the but oh wait, uh, are you not seeing the causation here? Because <laughs> I am. There's a couple of ways that they could go about this, but they are going to get Ohio State in. Ohio State is a top four team in the country. Pretty much everybody agrees that they're in the top four in the country. I, they haven't proven it to me. That's all I'm saying. What, where I think they fit in is irrelevant mm-hmm. because there's no way to prove that. None. You haven't played anybody. You're not going to play anybody. And here's the thing. You want to know where the rubber meets the road? All right, let them in and watch what Alabama does to them. Yep. And then you're going to have Cincinnati saying, we're the real national they champions. They didn't even let us in. They just want a piece of it. They just want a piece of the pie. That's what it's all about. The Big Ten wants that that college football playoff money. And the only way to get it is Ohio State. Sure, okay, put Indiana in that championship game against Northwestern. Good good job. All right, Indiana wins. They beat Northwestern. They're now the seventh best team in the country, and they're not getting in the college football playoff. But guess what? We throw Ohio State out there. Ohio State wins that game against Northwestern. They improved to six and zero. They're in, guaranteed. There's not oh, enough. You said guaranteed. They're definitely out now. <laughs> oh, you just did, you did that thing that you do so often. <laughs> the kiss of death. Yep. Hopefully, it won't come to that. Hopefully, Ohio State will lose, and then it'll all be over. But I don't see that happening. I knew this was going to be a problem. We all should have known this was going to be a problem. Somebody oh, this is broken exactly right. how I did, right. told you it was going right. to. Somebody hasn't gotten to the number of games that they need, and the Big Ten's going to look at it and go, we have to have Ohio State in there because they're undefeated, number four in the country. They need to be in the Big Ten championship game. And you have to give your special little baby his binky and his bottle and tell him he's pretty. You do. you got to take care of him. They, uh, they're 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 the big money makers for the conference. They're the only ones that get into the playoff. 
And I don't think Indiana, you know, taking this week off against Purdue and then beating Northwestern, that's not going to put them in the top four. But Ohio State, that's your ticket. And they're going to do whatever they have to do to make that happen. Link your Ingles Advantage card to your favorite school today. The Ingles Tools for Schools program continues to pay off for local schools all throughout the year. Over the past 20 years, Ingles Markets has contributed over $15 million to schools in towns where Ingles stores are located. Just go to ingles-markets.com slash tools for schools today. Link your Advantage card with your favorite school. The more you save with the Ingles Advantage card, the more your school will get in return. Also, don't forget when you're going in uh, through the checkout at your local Ingles store, uh, they have Mana Food Bank Ingles Giving Tree icons that you can buy for five and ten dollars throughout the giving season. Uh, for each one of those, uh, five dollar donation to Mana can. Uh, Mana can turn that into twenty meals for the hungry. A ten dollar uh, can equate to forty meals for the local hungry in Mana's sixteen. County Network. The coffee's the closers only. Get them the money! Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. Welcome back to the Sports Think ESPN National 92.9, 880, and 1400. If you like college basketball, this is a fantastic night for you. I have four college basketball picks for tonight. First four of the year. First one, Creighton takes on Kansas at 5 o'clock. Creighton's a good team. They also haven't played anybody yet, and their first game playing somebody is a really good Kansas team. Kansas is a four-point favorite. I don't see any way that Kansas doesn't win this by double digits. Mm -hmm. I just think they're so good. I've watched a couple of games of theirs, and they're just really talented and really deep. And I like Kansas a lot, so give me the Jayhawks by four. I'll take I'll take the Jayhawks by giving the four. That was a lot gotcha. of words for what I was trying Thank to you. say. I looked at the next game too early. <laughs> next up, Ohio State's a six-point favorite against Notre Dame. I don't think this Notre Dame team's good, and we're getting a lot. They're getting a lot of. They're getting a lot of credit, and I can't figure out for what. Mm -hmm. Ohio State's good. Ohio State has a lot of senior leadership, upperclassman leadership. At this point, if you're a high-end sophomore, that's upper-class leadership. Right. At this point. Ohio State's six-point favorite. I'll take the Buckeyes. I'll give the six. Next up, Penn State. And Virginia Tech in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Okay, uh, this Penn State team's not nearly as good as that team was last year, and this line reflects the team from last year. Virginia Tech's only a five and a half point favorite. That's not nearly enough. Uh, what, what's happening in Virginia Tech is almost mind boggling. Like that whole team was eviscerated by transfers and other things when Buzz Williams left for Texas A and M, and and what's happening there now? This team's really good. Plays really good defense, really talented team. Give me Virginia Tech minus the five and a half. Finally, our fighting North Carolina Tar Heels take on the Iowa Hawkeyes in what should be a fantastic game. Iowa's a three and a half point favorite. I'm going to take one dog, and it's Carolina. Carolina can throw big guys at Luca Garza. Luca Garza is not a big, big. Carolina has big, big. Give me the Tar Heels plus the three and a half. They went out right. Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. I like the way you think, Jeremy. You'll hear it right here on ESPN. Asheville pregame starts at 6.30. Tip-off set for 7.30. I just learned why you shouldn't put college basketball games into your college football sheet. Because uh -huh. you have information on college football teams 
that also have college basketball teams. And it can confuse everything. <laughs> I was about to say, I was ta- I was played in six games. No, they haven't. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. A l- little confused by that. Yep. Huh? Okay. It's like I knew there was a reason I didn't do this. And I figured it out. Uh, 9.30 tonight. This is one that I thought you were going to feature. 9.30 tonight in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Number 10, Duke, takes on number 6, Illinois. Who do you like? I had to pick a team, it'd be Illinois. It would, and I can't it would believe be Duke's a three-and-a-half-point well. favorite. It would be for me as well. I would take Illinois plus the three-and-a-half because, I mean, you know, Duke's very young, and these young teams stumble out of the gate. Illinois is very, very talented. They're super talented. I'll tell you real quick before we go to break, the reason I like Carolina so much, they have a ton of big guys. Mm-hmm. They can throw a lot of bulk at Luca Garza, and I think they're going to. Yeah, it's going to be a fantastic slate of college basketball tonight. we got another hour on the way coming up next. This is The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm, I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, live or on demand. You're in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. I'm Tank Spencer, and he's Jeremy Green. This hour of the program. Brought to you by Wicked Weed Brewing, wickedweedbrewing.com. Drink different. Big news today in the NFL. Obviously, last night, Monday Night Football, you had the doubleheader. We didn't get to see the regional coverage of the uh, of Fox covering the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Washington football team. And, hey, guess what? 60% of the country missed out on the upset of the year. Good job, guys. Good job. Washington football team beats the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now everybody's got a blemish on their records. And, yes, I saw Brian Hall earlier today, and he was popping champagne bottles in his office. We had to tell him to chill out with that. <laughs> but it's all over. It's it's The wait is finally over for all those 73 Dolphins fans. Not, 73, not that there are just 73 Dolphins fans, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers falling last night to the Washington football team, 23-17. to I was shocked that Washington was able to do it, even though, I mean, Antonio Gibson went out in the first quarter, touched the ball twice. I thought he was going to be the catalyst uh, for the upset, but didn't work out that way. And apparently you can only, you know, you only have to run the ball for 30 yards to win a game in the NFL. Because lo and behold, the Steelers could only run the ball for 20. It's one of the weirdest things. I, <laughs> you just left speechless. I, just the I, I feel like everybody's overreacting to Pittsburgh today. Like, oh, the sky are. is falling. Of course they are, because nobody believes that the Washington football team is real good. Well, they're not real good. And we expect the Pittsburgh Steelers to be, you know, this undefeated, unflappable force. If there was a game on the schedule that you said they're only going to lose one game this year, that wouldn't have been it. No, but you also wouldn't have thought that they played the previous week on a Wednesday. You mm-hmm. also wouldn't have thought they didn't have their starting running back. And you also wouldn't have thought they would have been. Re- 
forced to run Anthony McFarlane Jr. You know, there's a minute to, to me, I didn't take anything away from last night uh-huh. other than Washington is coming together at the right time. I think they're clearly the best team in the NFC East, mm-hmm. and I see no way they're not the representative in the playoffs of the NFC East. None. I see no path to it. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I said, what, two weeks ago that I thought Washington was going to be the one to win this division. Um, and then when New York won against Seattle over the weekend, I thought, oh, maybe. And now Look you Washington right back schedule. in it. Oh, I get it. I get it. The Giants' schedule is almost comically bad. Right. They have like one easy game, quote unquote, left on their schedule. I think they got to play the Eagles. And then they play a bunch of tough teams. They play three tough teams in that in that stretch. I get it. They play the Cardinals, Browns, Ravens, and Cowboys. Mm-hmm. They could win one of those games. Yeah, the Cowboys. Not they the Cowboys could win game. that one. Uh, they're not winning. They the they're Cardinals. not winning any of the other. Three. They could beat the Cardinals. Okay. Sure, they are. Would you they like just beat the Seahawks? Uh-huh. So. You ever heard that phrase, a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while? Mm-hmm. Do you know what the... It's your favorite op- saying, isn't it? Do you know what the opening line on that game is? The Arizona game? Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to say Cardinals minus eight. Three. Really? By the way. <laughs> I, I I don't even have to wait till... I don't have to wait till Sunday. Really? <sighs> I love overreactions. I really do. <laughs> It's it's getting harder and harder for me though to put my finger on what these teams are. Who? Washington and New York. Washington is a talented defense with a game manager quarterback that as long as he doesn't turn the ball over, they can win games. Mm-hmm. Now why is New yeah. York winning games? Uh because do I need to do I need to re-reference the squirrel? Wait, so they so they're the blind squirrel that's found five nuts in the last what, what seven you, weeks. What do you want me to be like uh, up in arms about? Okay, they beat Washington by field goal. They beat the Eagles, who are god awful. Mm-hmm. The Bengals, who are terrible, mm-hmm. and the Seahawks, who played the worst game of the year. What do you want me to jump up and down about? This team was one in seven a month ago. Do I really feel differently about them now? No. <laughs> well, it's, and it's not just that though. It's it's the fact that they have played. Closer games throughout the year. I mean, they only lost to the Steelers by 10. They only lost to the Bears by four. They lost to the Rams by, you know. I like just, how you skipped a game in there. Yeah, you skipped the skip? 49ers where they got to be 36 well, to of course, nine. Of course. It doesn't serve my good. purpose. So I'm not. <laughs> they're not good. They only lost to the Bucks by two. I mean, they're, they have been in it with tough teams is what I'm saying. Yeah, And so it's hard for me to try to put my finger on where they're at, especially after they just beat a team that a week ago, two weeks ago, maybe I'll even give you three weeks ago. At some point, we all thought the Seattle Seahawks were the best team in the NFC. Mm -hmm. And the New York Giants just beat them. I mean, I didn't. I never thought they were the best team in the NFC. Okay. 90% of people at some point in this season have thought that the Seattle Seahawks were the best team in the NFC. Well, that should be a very valuable lesson. If you can't defend, you're probably not the best team in a conference. Granted. And they cannot. Granted. We understand. 
We saw what the, what uh, Wayne Goldman was able to do against them last week. We understand that that that's a problem, but it's also, I mean, going into that game last week, we expected the Seattle Seahawks to score forty points, easy, easy, and they had Russell Wilson running for his life. What's to say they won't do the same thing against Kyler Murray? What's the same? Th- what's to say they won't do the same thing against Baker Mayfield when they play him? Lamar Jackson in a couple of weeks. Just saying. This seems like a better team than we thought it was. They're playing tough teams close, and they've snuck up and they've gotten a couple. I still think Washington's the favorite in that division, but I think it's I think it's a lot closer than you do. I don't. I know you I don't. I don't That's think it's even vaguely close. I think the Giants beat some bad teams and people overreacted. Mm-hmm. And they randomly beat a uh, Seahawks team that's markedly better. They play that game twenty times. Seattle wins at nineteen of them. Agreed. So yeah, I just I don't. Oh, I'm going to give you a full minute to explain to me why it makes sense that Philadelphia is turning to Jalen Hurts because I know you think they should. And and uh, and, open, the re- uh, and open floor. The reason I think they should is because you don't want to risk Carson Wentz getting hurt again. The reason I think they should be turning the reins over to Jalen Hurts is because it's not worth it. It's not worth it to risk Carson Wentz for the next few weeks. So you bench him instead. Why not? You make him the sacrificial lamb. That's what you're doing here. Yes. Yes. That's that's exactly what I would do. Uh, it, it, that's the reason you're not a coach in the NFL because this is a horrible <laughs> idea. Because there's only two ways this can go: either Jalen Hurts is going to come in and be awful, mm-hmm. which is what I think is going to happen, and then now you've got Howie Roseman who's going to have to explain why he wasted a second round pick when he has no receivers, one of the worst offensive lines in football, mm-hmm. and there's hardly anybody in the back four. Mm-hmm. That's one solution, or you have what might be even worse. Jalen Hurts comes in. He's passable because we don't have tape on him. Right. He looks okay. He's never going to look better than okay because he's not. Mm -hmm. And then going into next year, now you have a problem. Mm -hmm. If you have a $50 million quarterback that you can't do anything with. You're going to have a problem going into next year anyway. I don't think you are. Because you have both of these guys. Carson Wentz, okay, Carson Wentz goes out and finishes the season. Do you think, does anything you've seen tell you that Carson Wentz is going to make this look better in the last three weeks? The last four weeks? I don't really care what happens this year because I'll be honest with you, I think Joe Montana could be behind that line with that receiving core and he's going to look bad. Mm Mm-hmm. I th- if you really believe in Jalen Hurts, which to me is a fool's errand, but uh, all right, let's say you believe in him. What, do you think the line's going to get better? He's a running quarterback. What, what, do, you, what do you think they're going to get better? Mm-hmm. Like they've been the worst line in offensive in the worst offensive line in the NFL all year long. You think a running quarterback's going to fix that? No. Okay. Uh, so, but now you're trying to screw up a second quarterback. That's that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. You got all the money poured into into Carson Wentz. But there's I can't. nothing you can do. There's no way you can get around it. No, but this is why you don't draft a quarterback in the second round. I agree. That's stupid. Agreed. And and nobody has wanted to say that, but Howie Roseman, for all the brilliant things you've done in your career, this was stupid. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, I'm going to say the same thing to Howie Roseman that I've said to Kevin Warren. You made your bed, and now you lay in it. 
<laughs> the Eagles announced today that they were they are turning to Jalen Hurts. He will be starting at quarterback this Sunday, and Carson Wentz moves to the bench. It's just not working. Carson Wentz has shown that he cannot run a good offense with this team. Not this year. He can't. See, this, so at this point, this is what, there's nothing to gain by throwing him out there continuously. I know is this is he, not why they're doing it. I, 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 the only reason no, I can they're guess doing why it they're doing it is the mob. I can tell right. you exactly why they're doing it. Because yeah. every talking head and sports radio personality mm-hmm. is saying, well, why don't you play Jalen Hurts? Because uh, he's not an NFL quarterback. That's you gotta, why. Right. you got to use the rest of this year to find out what you have. Jay Wills said that a bunch this morning. you got to find out what you have in Jalen Hurts. Okay, I know what. Let's you have. find out what we have. There's not. Let's see, throw I hate that there. term. I hate the term. Find out what you have. If you don't know what you have, then you're not very good at your job because mm-hmm. you've been watching this guy every day. I understand he's playing with the same team. I don't care. If you can't watch this guy run an offense and go, that's a quarterback. That's not a quarterback. And like I said, I don't care who the quarterback is. I don't care if they find some way to bring back Nick Foles and the ghost of Philadelphia past is coming with him. All right. It doesn't matter. This team's terrible. Mm-hmm. And now, in one way or the other, you're going to create a camp. And I like to, there's only one way I can define this. And I have to bring back a name that I swore I would never say on this show again. I call this Tebowing. Ugh. Where yeah. you're accidentally going to win a game or two, yep. and people aren't going to... There's going to be a faction of the fan base that don't realize he cannot throw. Mm-hmm. His throwing motion is atrocious. And it's never going to work. They're never going to see that. Ever. He's going to accidentally win a game or two, and ne- going into next year, well, we should be starting Jalen Hurts. Hey. Doesn't hey, matter that we're hey, paying forty bajillion dollars to Carson Wentz. He'll accidentally win a game. Okay, I'll be honest with you. In Philadelphia, it's probably enough. Yeah, how much they overreact to things? That's probably enough. I was going to say they got the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. They got the Cowboys, and I mean they end the season against the Washington Football Team. But the football team's going to be fighting for a division. Okay, and and I'll be honest with you. There's a possibility they could win those two games. That's and true. if they do, there will be a faction of the fan base saying, look, we turned things around with Jalen. They're doing it right now on one half, and he was hideous. <laughs> oh, no, no. No, he came in and gave a – what was what was the line today? Oh, uh, the, the, what was the shot line? in the it arm a, or something. Uh, it was a uh, – oh, man, I lost it. Who cares? It's the same no, thing I'm it, saying here. It's a shot in yeah. the arm. Oh, a noticeable spark. That's what it was. Noticeable spark to the offense when he came in. Because, you know, he had that 32-yard touchdown pass to Greg Ward. And that, that looked really good. Woo. Uh, yards per play doubled when Jalen Hurts came in for Carson Wentz. Uh-huh. Uh, these are the, I mean, this is all they have. They're clinging on to it going, this is proof. This is proof that the... Oklahoma product can come in and give a noticeable spark to this dead team. No, I don't see it that way. I, I don't either. And you At know what? All. Maybe the Eagles do. Maybe the Eagles see it this way, but the only thing you could be thinking here is let's just save Carson because we're tied to him and nobody's going to take him. We can't trade him for anything because the dead money would be awful. What was it? $50 million next year would be the dead, yeah. the, the dead cap hit. 
they're not doing anything with with Carson Wentz. So the only thing that you can do right now is mitigate the damage that's been done. Have a sit down with Carson and say, look, it's not worth it for us to put you out there every week and have you in danger all the time. You've been sacked more than any other quarterback this year. It's awful. You already have injury issues. Let's let Jalen go out there, finish out the season. You'll be the emergency if we need to turn to you, if Jalen gets hurt or something. And then we'll just take the entire offense to revamp the offensive line. We'll get you some weapons. We'll come out next year because there's no shot that he's not the starter next year. None. None. They are paying him way too much. They are not going to have a $30 million backup. It's not going to happen. And I can't emphasize this enough. He's the better player, and it's not even close. Absolutely. And I think everybody knows it. They're just tapping out on this year. Oh, no, no, no. There are people that don't know this. No. There, there are people that think Jalen Hurts is like a is a resurgent quarterback. And, I think they're wrong. And if Howie Roseman <laughs> believed in him. And uh, the rest okay. of the NFL laughed at this. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just, I mean, literally, if it wasn't for burning sources, I could show you text messages where I got laughing emojis. When they drafted him, well, hell, if if they if the Philadelphia Eagles had not made this move, um, it would have made the Green Bay Packers way more of a loser in the draft. I still think they were a I loser. Lo- I look at them the same. Well, I still this think, is why you don't do this. right, right. When they took um, Dude Face Jordan, Jordan Love, Love, when they Dude Face Dude Face, yeah, that's a new nickname. <laughs> when they took Dude Face in the first round for the Green Bay Packers, I, we knew it wasn't going to work. We knew they weren't going to use him because Aaron Rodgers is there for a while. He's not going anywhere. And it was the same thing with Jalen Hurts. And the only reason that you took Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, back then was because Carson Wentz can't stay healthy. I I do love how uh, I've heard so many people in the last few days say, well, you should do this the way the Saints have done with Taysom Hill. Like, you, you understand why that's stupid, right? Because Taysom Hill's not good. Oh, he looks terrible as a quarterback. He's been an obnoxious little gadget player, mm-hmm. little Swiss Army knife guy, and he's never going to be the starter in New Orleans. No, if he is, it's for a year at best. Yeah, By I the way, so. that's a place to look out for for Sam Darnold. Just mm-hmm. throwing that out there. Because mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, if Sean Payton, if Sean Payton had the ability to get Darnold for little, said, "Oh, I can, I can teach him under Drew Brees for a year." Okay, sorry, Taysom. Uh, you remember that tight end thing you used to do? Can we do that again? <laughs> that was fun. Can... Michael Thomas. They'll, they'll, they'll trade. They'll trade the Jets. Michael Thomas uh, for Sam Donald. In. I'm all the way in right now. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy's already building his uh, his dream. I'm building Madden my dream franchise team. right yeah. now because he starts got, with Bill Cowher. Right. He's got Bill Cowher as the coach. He's got Trevor Lawrence uh, at quarterback. He's got uh, oh, who was the one we were looking at mock draft earlier today? Rashad Bateman would be the second first round pick. So they have him and Denzel Mims. I want Juju Smith-Schuster. And now Juju Smith-Schuster is going to come. And now Michael Thomas is coming from the New Orleans Saints. I mean, they're just building like a Pro Bowl roster. Look, I need something, something that will make this year hurt less. Looking to next year is all I got. It's got pretty blonde hair, and it's got an arm like a cannon. That that is your reward. Yep. That is your reward for ultimate suckitude. I'm good. I'm good. You with don't it. get anything more than that. I'm good with it. It's fine. <laughs> We're not going to give you much more than that. 
We have a hundred million dollars, so there's going to be a lot more there. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think this. You know, I think this will work out f- better. Not playing Carson Wentz, have Jalen Hurts come in because I think he's going to prove to you. I think he's going to prove to you over the last four games of the season that he's not the quarterback that we that that some of the fan base wants him to be. And then next year, you just start fresh with Carson. I mean, pretend like it's every other December when he gets hurt. This three-day span of December 8th to December 10th has been the worst times in Carson Wentz's life. What was it you pulled up? December the 10th was when he went out with the injury? Yeah, he blew his knee out on December 10th. He hurt his back and ended his 2018 season on December 9th, and he got benched for Jalen Hurts on December 8th. Right. The December Carson, is not bro, good for I'm Carson. Be, brother, I'm going to be honest with you. You should take the second week of December off. Right. Like, from now on, this is your vacation. Just put in for it for next year. Y- you don't want to be doing stuff the second week of December. He's already had first week of December injuries two years. We don't want to have it happen again. Bring on Jalen Hurts. Let Carson Wentz figure out whatever it is. Let him go to a retreat or whatever he needs to do to get his mind right. You know, I heard them talking about this this morning as well. Oh, well, if you bench Carson, what's it going to do to his psyche? How's he going to feel? How is he expected to be a leader of men if you don't trust him? Part of me thinks if if he's that fragile, he wasn't the guy to begin with. Maybe that's just me. Uh, that is just you. Okay. That is 100% just you. Here's the thing. Name a franchise quarterback that you could sit down and come back to the next year. Or that you ever would. Mm-hmm. Name one. Can't do it. There you go. There's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. This is not Carson Wentz's fault, and it's comical to me that people think it is. I agree. I mean, literally, there are times that I have to look up the roster to figure out who the receivers are. Right. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to have a lot of coaching changes in the NFL this year. Uh, my number is at eight. I think Jeremy's already up to ten now, possibly eleven teams that he thinks could switch coaches. We'll talk about the coaching candidates for 2021 coming up next right here on ESPN Asheville. Here in Beer City, we take homegrown seriously. And since 2012, Wicked Weed Brewing has been pushing the boundaries of the industry. They've not only created staples like the Freak of Nature Double IPA, Lieutenant Dank, and Pernicious, but they also opened the first sour beer tap room on the East Coast. Wicked Weed has also supported our local community to the tune of $1.6 million with the Beers That Build program. Visit one of their four locations, schedule a brewery tour, a place in order for pickup or delivery. WickedWeedBrewing.com You're in the sports tank. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. All right, it's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Tank Spencer and Jeremy Green with you, and there will be coaching changes in the NFL this year. We already have three jobs that are vacant. we got Atlanta, Houston, and Detroit. We obviously have the New York Jets job that's going to be open. Uh, no doubt about that. Greg Williams, people are making him out to be like the sacrificial lamb. Like, why is he taking the brunt of all this? No, 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 no. No, we this fired was, him as a thank you. Yeah, but this was Adam Gase's last little throw your weight around move. N- no. I, no? I, I'm not one of the conspiracy theorists that think he did this on purpose. But I do think Joe Douglas went, yeah, Greg, you know what? 
Eggs and the rest of this out. <laughs> Thank you for that. Right. We're going to give you the I month. really didn't want to spend a month trying to figure out who the Jacksonville Jaguars were going to beat. <laughs> right. I had already mentally chalked this up in my head of, man, this is going to be a long month. Mm-hmm. They're going to beat somebody, and I don't know who it's going to be. <laughs> um, we're, pretty, we're pretty certain between me and Jeremy that uh, Anthony Land's gone. Yeah, he's got no shot. No shot to stay with the Chargers. They're not going to tie Justin Herbert to that. Uh, Doug Marone's out in Jacksonville. Yeah. And I'm really curious to see who's willing to take that dumpster fire job. Then there's Vic Fangio in Denver. I think he has to be fired. I think so, too. Uh, then there's Matt Nagy in Chicago. I'm hearing a lot of people want him gone. We disagree on that one. I just And that's the thing. It, it, to me, I'm not a fan of... Make the switch just to make the switch. I agree. Don't fire a guy just to fire a guy. I mean, honestly, what coach with options is taking the Bears' job? You have two playmakers. One's debatable, mm-hmm. and I mean, yeah, you got a good defense. Well, I, you know, I've been I, I, I've been going through today, and I've been reading some thoughts on Chicago, and apparently, there is some rumors and scuttlebutt within the organization that they already have a name in mind. They want Pat Fitzgerald from Northwestern. I don't think he would ever leave Northwestern. If he was going to, it would be for that job. Because mm-hmm. he said routinely, I don't want to move my family and he lives in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but is that better? I mean, do you feel better about Pat Fitzgerald than you feel about Matt Nagy? No, no, I don't. I don't either. But maybe the organization does, and, and that's what I'm could. saying. To me, it's just rearranging, rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. <laughs> right. Now... Are there any that we had? Oh, Dallas. You think you think Mike McCarthy is gone? I think Jerry Jones knows he made a boo boo, mm-hmm. and he should have hired Chris Richard. He knows it. Yep. Zach Taylor. See, I think he gets another year. <sighs> I don't know what I think on him. I know if I was the the ownership of the Cincinnati Bengals, it would really be bothering me that we have one franchise linchpin piece. Mm-hmm. And I really blame Zach Taylor in the way he calls plays and the way he set this up. That's what got Joe Burrow hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was leading the league in passing attempts. Are you still on the on on board with uh, the the thought that Bill Belichick's going to be gone? I could, I could see him running. I, I I haven't chalked that one up mentally. Yeah, I don't think Bill's going to sit around to be the second or third best team in the AFC East. Right, and I'll be honest with you, he could be the worst team in the AFC East in two years, and it mm-hmm. wouldn't shock me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that one's happening, but I just wanted to gauge on you because you had said you thought he might he might tuck tail and run after this year. Hey, he doesn't. Wait, what more has he got to prove? Hey, at this point, Bill Belichick could go play golf every day for the rest of his life, and it's fine. I think he still wants to prove he can do it without Brady. Just depends on. Well, the problem how long is, I think he knows happen. the same thing that I know, and that's that he can't. He can't do it. He just can't do it. All right, so those are the jobs that could come open. We'll talk about the candidates in just a second. First, let's get weird. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. And there's quite an interesting discovery in upstate South Carolina. Greenville County Park officials say that they had a lake study done on Oak Grove Lake. And when the study was done, apparently, so there was apparently a study done on this lake 10 years ago, and now they want to find out what kind of fish are in there now. 
So the way they go about this is they, you know, hire experts. The experts go out and they, um, they use electro fishing. Have you ever heard of electro fishing? No. Electro fishing is apparently where you put a, uh, a non harmful jolt into the water and it stuns all of the fish. It doesn't hurt them, so they say, but it stuns them and they all rise to the top. And then you can go collect the fish and you can measure them and you can see what kind of different, you know, species you have in there and how big they are. Well, when they did this at Oak Grove Lake over the weekend, they found a nine pound goldfish. (laughs) This thing is bigger than your forearm. It is massive. Looks like something you would find in one of those big giant uh, Japanese koi ponds. And so they were having some fun with it. Saying, you know, don't throw out your fish. (laughs) Is anybody missing a goldfish? I think I found it. In the search, not only did they find the nine-pound goldfish, but they also found a a four-and-a-half-pound largemouth bass in the lake. But, yeah, if you ever dumped a goldfish in Oak Grove Lake, he's alive and well. And he's nine pounds. He's a big old boy. Most of my stories in this segment are just really bizarre. I've been saving this one for a few days because this one's kind of cool. A dog that went missing from her owner's Alabama backyard turned up three weeks later when the canine wandered into a Walmart store and found her owner working at a checkout lane. (laughs) Danielle Robinette, a customer service associate at the Walmart store in Dothan, Alabama, said she was baffled when a black and white dog wandered into the store. It's like, what in the world's happening? I'm a huge animal lover, so I just followed her. She ran up to Register 6. The cashier at Register 6 is named June Roundtree, and she was able to solve the mystery. The dog was her missing dog, Abby, who she had never brought to this store. Oh, wow. That's the craziest part. She had never t- she had taken the dog to the store. She'd never taken the dog in the store. Huh. So the dog was somehow smart enough to associate, we go to this place a lot, and I don't know where to go. So I know that place. Let's go there. Right. And she literally ran up to her owner like, hi, that's incredible. I've been gone for a while and I didn't know where to go. So I came to the place I know. I love that. That's a great story. That's like, how does that happen? (laughs) Uh, that is a smart dog. Yeah. That's the special connection a human has with their animal and vice versa for a dog to just be wandering around. Like, I don't know where to go now. Hey, wait a minute. We've been to that Walmart a few times. Hey, it, it always makes me wonder. You know, some animals can always find their way home, but this is a little bit different. This one found their owner at work yep. rather than finding them it's at home. A, it's just a nice, warm, fuzzy story. For- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My grandma had a cat one time that disappeared for like eight months, and then all of a sudden just showed up right back at the house one day like nothing had ever happened. It's the strangest thing. Conversely, my dog got lost in our house. Not that long ago. <laughs> Wait, how did you lose a dog in the house? So we have extra, be- you know, we got like guest bedrooms that, you know, the doors are always either closed or I never really think about it. Mm-hmm. And the other day I heard a whimpering in the house and I went, well, there's only one thing in this house that whimpers. So I went looking for the dog and the dog had closed itself in one of the guest bedrooms and couldn't get back out. Oh, wonderful. I don't have the smartest dog. She's very sweet. She is very sweet. I love that dog to death, but no, she's it's not the sharpest knife. Yeah, in the she was not blessed with brains. <laughs> she is she is adorable and she loves everyone except for one person. 
Yeah, we, we do have a friend that the dog absolutely hates, which is which weird. I cannot figure out. Mm-hmm. All right, so NFL coaching vacancies. We think there's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of let's call it uh, seven to ten vacancies in the NFL. Yep. Now this morning in the Sportsocracy at the Sportsocracy on all the social medias, we're live every weekday morning at nine a.m. on Facebook and YouTube Live. Be sure to like, share, and follow it at the Sportsocracy. But on the morning show today, we were talking about this very thing. And Jeremy says it gets real thin real quick when you look at 2021 NFL head coaching candidates. All right. Let's play a fun game. Okay. Eric Bieniemy is going to he will have the pick of any job he wants. Yes. Pretty much. Yes. Who's two? Who's your next call? Robert Saleh. Salah. How do you say his name? Uh Salah. Salah. Robert Salah, the defensive coordinator for San Francisco. There's a lot of push behind him getting a head coaching job. Okay. That's two. Mm-hmm. And then it gets very Wink Martindale, yes. Brian Dable, Dennis Allen, mm-hmm. Todd Bolsey after Matt that. Matt Eberflus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. Um, Matt Campbell. Matt Campbell. See, and this is this is the point of why we're doing this. I think you're going to have a large number of college coaches that, at the very least, entertain the idea. Okay. I know of two NFL jobs right now that want to talk to uh, Dan Mullen of Florida. Okay. I want you to think about what I just said. That's ridiculous. First of all, Dan Mullen wears, uh, runs a kooky offense in college football and can't defend not nary a soul. Uh-uh. And there are two NFL teams that want to talk to him. I don't know why. To me, Dan Mullen in the NFL would go over like a wet fart. Oh, I think Dan Mullen would be fun. You think so? I think he's just crazy enough to be a whole bunch of fun. I mean, I don't know. To me, he's... You know what he reminds me of? Who? Well, 5-11, not too good. <laughs> the old ball old, coach. Old ball coach. I could see that. Oh, he does. He's so tone deaf, and it's hilarious to me. I don't know. I mean, I just... He's just a crazy Mike, person. Like Mike Gundy. Would work better in the NFL than Dan no, Mullen. Only in Jacksonville. That's the only place that mullet works. <laughs> you can only rock that mullet in so many places. Yeah. Conway, South Carolina, Jacksonville, Florida. That's it. They get him, Hillbilly Hand Fishing, and uh and 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 Chadwell from Coastal Carolina. They could be the staff in Jacksonville, fit in perfectly. I really I, I do struggle to figure out I mean, because you really think about it. Think about all the jobs that are gonna be open. Mm-hmm. There's a Bright spot to all of them. Right. All right. Denver's got, you know, pass rushers and weapons. You're not necessarily sold on the quarterback, but new staff, you're not tied to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You can go get another quarterback. Mm-hmm. You got receivers. Yeah. You got stuff. You got one of the best backfields in the league. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the worst jobs. I look at Jacksonville and Chicago and go, how, who will you have to tie up and throw in the back of a panel van to get them to take this job? Uh, I think uh, Brian Dable uh, is a is a good candidate for Jacksonville. Yeah, I will tell you, as somebody that watched him call plays for my team for long enough, do not get fooled by Brian Dable. That is not a good hire. Do not do that. Mm-hmm. Dennis Allen, I feel the same way about him. Right. He's a guy that's getting his name's being thrown out there too much, though. Let me ask you a question, just because I'm curious about this, because he would be real high on the list. Dable? Oh, well, not that's not what I was talking about. Who are you talking about? Let me finish, and I'll tell you. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, do you think Josh McDaniels sits around in New England and waits? Because no. he would be the next coach. No, I don't. Because if you don't, you think he's the next coach of the Houston Texans. 
I think he's going because him and Nick Cesario would go there together. I think he'd go somewhere. I, th- I, think I don't he, think he takes another job in the NFL other than that one. Other than Houston? Mm-hmm. That would make sense. There is a huge affinity in I and I don't remember the I don't remember the name. There's a name now that's calling shots in Houston that's very well tied to Josh McDaniels mm-hmm. and Nick Cesario. Mm-hmm. I think that job goes one of two ways. They either hire McDaniels and ha- and go Patriot Staff 2.0 because that worked so well with Bill Bo Bryan. Right. Well, now they I have, just called now him, they have an example. For whatever reason, I just called him Bilbo Brian, and I, <laughs> now I don't want to call him anything was, else ever I was, again. I was just rolling with it, but uh, I think I think that's that's a good idea. Joe Brady's the other one. Mm-hmm. I firmly believe Joe Brady's going to interview for other jobs. It's a question of is he ready to take one, and I think it's going to have to be a flawed job. I mean, he's thirty-one years old. Yeah, that's. Young. That's how old Sean McVay was when he got oh, his job. Oh, I know. And I, I think know. a lot. And look, the, the NFL is without a doubt. It is a uh, emulating people is the the lay of the land. It's what we do. Mm-hmm. You see something that works, and people are invariably going to try to repeat it. And it's working in Miami now. The Patriot Way is working in Miami now. So why, yeah, did, why fi- wouldn't they yeah, think they should do so it? So many Houston. times. It's mm-hmm. failed so many times. Okay. I, th- I just think that job goes one of those two ways. Okay. And I'm still completely committed that the Jets are hiring Bill Cowher, and no I, one will tell me any different. I can't get away from uh, from Detroit hooking themselves up with Jim uh, Harbaugh. No. That's not. the. Uh, I can't stop with that. I can it see got that. put in my head, and now I can't stop doing it. I can see that, but I could also see this ownership group not wanting to do that. Because of the history with Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, the wounds are a little too fresh for their own fan base. Because it's the same fan base. You can't convince the Michigan diehards that Jim Harbaugh just screwed up Michigan for the last three years in their minds. And now we're going to make him the head coach of your NFL team. I don't see that happening. But I could be wrong on that. It does make sense. But the other name that I keep coming back to is Robert Salah. For some reason, Detroit feels that, I don't know, or, or he fits the mold for Detroit, what they've been wanting to do, bringing in you know guys like Jim Schwartz. Oh, well, Jim Schwartz has already been there. there. Oh, I know, but that, that's what I'm saying. That's kind of, he's, he, he's a defensive guy. Well, I will say a, a, all a, of that stuff fits Detroit. A senator from Michigan sent a letter to the owner of the Lions begging them to hire Robert Zalaw because mm-hmm. he was a coach at Michigan State. He's from Michigan. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can see that. And I will tell you, I, I don't know if anybody but me saw this. Uh, there was a report last night. Have you heard the report about Jim Harbaugh? No. He's uh, negotiating a contract extension with Michigan. Oh, my gosh. Or, they've had talks. That's, I shouldn't say he's negotiating. That's not going to happen. I mean, I'll laugh if it does. I will truly All I can tell you is the does. report that came out. Wow. I could not see that happening. They've, oh, 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 I forgot. I, there was a part of this that I didn't elaborate upon far enough. Okay. They've offered him a contract extension. Of course they have. With a markedly lower salary. <laughs> There's a lot of incentives and things like that. Right. We'll keep you on, but would you take like four mil? Yeah, you're not getting eight million in this new deal because uh-huh. you've been real, real bad. <laughs> right. We'll let you stay here, but for less money. See, that's the out he needs. That's the out Jim Harbaugh well, can I, take. I, I posted that on my personal Facebook yesterday and said, this is step one of, an, of a three-step process that ultimately leads to Jim Harbaugh, head coach of the Detroit Lions. Yes. I don't know if he's going to go to Detroit, but I, I do believe Harbaugh will find a job somewhere. Uh, I've got him in Denver. 
I don't know why. I don't either. Defensive guy. Defense is the best thing they got. Get an offensive coordinator for him. Yeah. No? No? It. Yeah. Okay. It's, okay. I, I can't get excited about that. <laughs> I can't get excited about any of this, really. I uh, mean, I've heard that people are going to want to talk to Tony Elliott. Do you know who the Tony Steelers? Elliott? No. He's the offensive coordinator at Clemson. Like oh, NFL yeah, teams yeah, 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 yeah. are going to want to talk to Tony Elliott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I'm not saying he's not good. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. He mm-hmm. is very, very good. Mm-hmm. I just, that's a big step. That is a big step. I mean, to go from college co-offensive coordinator to right. NFL head coach. Right. That's very Lane Kiffany. There's a whole lot of coordinators right now that haven't gotten their shot in the league. And I feel like this is a good time to do this. Because I'm sick and tired of seeing the same retreads over and over and over again. I, I up, have no interest in seeing Dennis Allen get no, another shot. No, you pull up any of these articles about who's you know who's who are these teams going to be looking at for head coaches, and I wrote them down. Here's a list of the names that we've seen before, and why would we ever do this again? Jack Del Rio, Leslie Frazier, Jim Caldwell. That, that one I could give you. Jim I, Caldwell somewhere. Yeah, I'm out. Uh, Todd Bowles, Bill O'Brien, Steve Spagnolo, Dennis Allen, Jay Gruden, Jason Garrett, Jim Schwartz. I will bet a dollar to a donut that not one person you just said gets a job this year. Dennis Allen might. Mm-hmm. That one wouldn't stun me. The rest of them would right. stun me. But these are names that keep getting brought up over and over and over again. I want to see new blood in these in, in these uh, meetings, in in these interviews. There's a guy that that I I can't tell you he's going to get a job this year, and he may run into the same problem that Eric Bieniemy's run into mm-hmm. because he's on that staff. There's a coach in Kansas City that I'm real fond of. He's the passing game coordinator. <laughs> okay, Philadelphia wanted to interview him to be their offensive <laughs> yeah. coordinator last year. Do you know who I'm talking about? Mike Kafka. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I'm telling you that guy's going to interview for something. If they'll if Kansas City doesn't just run through the playoffs again and right. And by hires their coaches before he gets the opportunity to talk to them. Mm-hmm. If not, he's who's re- going to replace Eric B. Enemy, and I promise you he's a head coach in a year. Yeah. He is a ridiculously smart guy. I also thought he was going to be a really good quarterback when he came out of college, and I was wrong about that. <laughs> His brain is still equally good. It's just now he doesn't have to throw footballs, which was not necessarily his biggest strength. All right, so if you think there are co- going to be uh, candidates from college I do. going to the NFL, I do. who are those people? Matt Campbell. Okay, Matt Campbell. Matt That's, Campbell's the biggest one. Yes, the head coach of uh, Iowa State. I just struggle to believe. He strikes me as a NFL head coach. Okay. The way he carries himself, the way he acts. Mm-hmm. He just has, and I always say the same thing about Matt Rule. Is you strike me as an NFL guy, not a college guy, mm-hmm. and I just don't. Th- I mean, I look at him in, in tiny little Ames, Iowa, and and yeah, they love him. But are you going to be able to keep him forever? No, no, because he keeps doing what he's doing at uh, Iowa State and making them relevant on a national scale. He's going somewhere else. They'll eventually be able to come up with more money than he can say no to. Sure, it'll be great to stay at uh, Iowa State for a couple of years. Maybe three or four more years, but eventually, the Alabama, the Clemson, somebody's. I mean, at some point, Dabo Sweeney's leaving Clemson. 
He's going to to Alabama. Alabama. Right. He's going to take the Alabama job. Man, you know what I learned about that? When you say that on air, Clemson fans get really angry. Well, they can get angry all they want to. Uh, I mean, you need to be realized. You need to realize this. He would never leave us for Alabama. Oh, come on. Yes. Yes, he would. Yes, he would. Yes, he would. In a heartbeat. Nick Saban decides he's done tomorrow. Dabo Sweeney, Dabo. Would, yeah, Dabo, Dabo Sweeney would be like, we're going to win the national championship this year, and then I will be in Tuscaloosa in uh, three months. Uh, there's one name we haven't talked about yet. We have to do this every year. It's Lincoln Riley. <sighs> I, I just don't see it. I think if Jerry Jones has a brain in his head, he goes mm-hmm. to Lincoln Riley and says, uh, Lincoln, I'm going to write you a check, and you t- <laughs> I, I'm just going to sign it. And you tell me what number needs to go on that line to make you feel good. Yeah. And you bring back Chris now Richard would, with him. I wouldn't I wouldn't scoff at that. Uh nobody could. But Lincoln Riley to me seems like I, I and see I've seen Ryan Day's name thrown out there as well. Ryan Day doesn't strike me as a as a pro coach. But these Lincoln guys, Riley does. Okay. And the thing you have to understand about Lincoln Riley, if he's ever gonna jump, I think it's this year, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because he is this he was this year years old when he found out Oh, you mean I can't just throw any quarterback out there and be the best team in the Big 12? It doesn't work that way. I can't just keep bringing in transfers from places and winning Heisman trophies. I had this huge blue star, you know, five-star recruit, and he was a dumpster fire for a month. Yeah, but he's better now. And he's probably he, going to be a front runner for the Heisman he next is, year. He is, but I'm telling you, Alex Grinch is real popular for, you know, the defensive coordinator is real popular to to get another job. Mm-hmm. This is just one of those years that I'm reading the tea leaves and I'm going, you know what? You got Jared down there with a big checkbook. Yep. And Lincoln Riley is the one thing that he could do to unwind how bad this year has been. And I, I, I can't tell you it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I have a funny feeling that there will be at least a, would you be interested if it did? Huh? But with agents, because that's how this works. Yeah. There, there's never direct contact mm-hmm. because that can get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. But you can have one of your runners talk to somebody's agent and go, what if it was $8 million? Five-year deal? Personnel control? Huh? Uh-huh. that do it. So other than Lincoln Riley and Matt Campbell and Jim Harbaugh, obviously. Yep. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald will throw him in there just for just, he's, just for kicks. Just because he's a... Um, he is a candidate with the Bears, right? If they if they fire Matt Nagy, anybody else in college that would take? I mean, I'm sure they'll take the meetings, but anyone that would leave where they're at, not really. I don't think so. I just I don't look at anybody else and go, "You're to that point." I mean, everybody's going to say Brian Kelly mm-hmm. because we've done this 114 times. If Brian Kelly was going to leave, he'd done it eight years ago. You're not going to do it now. And now the you know there's going to be an affiliation with the ACC going forward. Whether anybody wants to admit that or not, it's been negotiated behind closed doors. I, I would say no, but I do think there will be a college coach that jumps this year. You're in the sports tank with Jeremy Green on ESPN Asheville. Hey, it's game night again. We got uh, professional football again tonight, Tuesday night football. Hey, and we actually get to watch this one on. Television. <laughs> Baltimore Ravens and the Dallas Cowboys go at it tonight, and that means there's a monkey knife fight to be had. Money to be made 
on monkeyknifefight.com, daily fantasy sports, props, a whole lot of fun. If you haven't created your account yet, do so. And when you create your account, make your initial investment, Monkey Knife Fight will match your initial investment up to $50 and give you a $5 free play just for using the promo code TANK, T-A-N-K, monkeyknifefight.com. What's the play tonight, Jeremy? Okay, I know I have told you multiple times that I'm giving you free money. This is a free money Tuesday. Let me ask you a question. Andy Dalton versus Lamar Jackson. Who's throwing for more yards? Andy Dalton. Is throwing for more yards? Yes. You think Andy Dalton would outthrow Lamar Jackson? Yes. Against the Baltimore Ravens? Yes. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> Come on. Lamar doesn't throw that much. Uh, it, it's the Dallas Cowboys, and they're bad. Always remember that. Lamar Jackson's getting 32 and a half yards tonight. He's getting 32 and yeah. a half. Yeah. So, so long as Lamar Jackson's within 32 and a half yards passing of Andy Dalton against one of the most talented defenses in the league, I win. Okay. Okay. J.K. Dobbins and Ezekiel Elliott. Who's rushing for more yards? Zeke. Uh, yeah. He's getting two and a half yards against J.K. Dobbins. Wow. J.K., who just, by the way, had the Rona, and we don't know if he's even healthy. Right. Because some guys have not been able to play full games. And you also have to take into account he's he hasn't been the number one. He's been one of four running backs for a real long time. Right. I get Lamar Jackson and Ezekiel Elliott, and I'm get, basically, they're the underdogs here. Right. That's what I'm getting. Take it. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's in the two-by-two, three-and-a-half-time multiplier rapid-fire on monkeyknifefight.com. Use our promo code TANK, T-A-N-K. One more little side note before we get out of here. All right. In the last 13 games against the spread against top 10 teams, this is since 2018, what do you think Duke's record is against the spread? I have no idea. They're 2-11 and 11 since 2018. Yikes. Yeah. Illinois is a four-point dog tonight. I like Illinois a lot. <laughs> All right, coming up tonight on ESPN Asheville, we will have the UNC Tar Heels taking on Iowa, a top 25 matchup in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. See how uh, the fearsome foursome, as, I'm like, as I like to call them, uh, for the Tar Heels, that front court is going to stand up against Luka Garza, the preseason national player of the year. We'll be back with you tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. in the Sportsocracy, back here tomorrow at 3 on ESPN Asheville.